You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire. You're here for another week with me, Jeremy, on the show where we celebrate female vocalists, both classic and modern, Australian and international. Someone representing the Australian contingent, but no doubt to be um, shooting towards that international stage in the somewhat near future. I'm joined by Leah and Yanni from Kyoshi. It was a bit of a mouthful. How did I go with that, guys? Perfect. <laughs> How are you today? Yeah, good, good. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We're good. The album has come out in the last week as we speak. It's an absolutely stunning success. Just by my personal measure, I don't know about anyone Thank else, you. but how are you guys feeling about having it out in the world? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty happy with it. I mean, we're, we're working on it for two years, and um, even just to put it out is like a massive, massive like weight off our shoulders. But you know, we we've been listening to it for two years, so the songs are kind of old for us. So it's, it's nice hearing everyone here for the first time and everyone's discovering it, you know? So it's, yeah, it's lovely. It's a really good feeling. I did note, um, you know, on sort of crawling through your, your history as best I can, that the first single you ever released was back in 2017. So, mm. you know, from your perspective and even mine, it must feel like a little bit of distance between, you know, the project kicking off and getting to, you know, what's a fairly large point in the band's career to be releasing that album, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, not to speak for, for, for everyone, but we, we, when we when we decided to put this album out, it, it almost felt like we were restarting. And that's what it kind of feels like now, especially with COVID, like there are no gigs happening and stuff like that. So it feels like, even though we've been gigging and, you know, touring and whatever, we've been playing for like four or five years. It feels like we're just restarting and, and this album just feels like a, a whole brand new start. So, so yeah, there was a bit of time there. We, we weren't releasing music for like two years and then, then this album was the, the thing. <laughs> I imagine that the process is a bit different. I mean, we're, whilst we're here today, obviously, to celebrate the release of the album, we are also celebrating the, uh, the latest single, Remedies, which is, um, as I understand it, the third single from this album. Remedies, the previous release as well, Reflections. Um, how can I put it? Not, not what you'd say, not, not sort of a you know, verse, chorus, verse, song. There's something that I imagine you know, you probably wrote maybe the bones of it a couple of years ago and it's taken this duration of time simply to to lay it out and, and sort of piece it all together. Would that be accurate? I guess so. I mean, I feel like we definitely sort of stray away from the whole traditional first course, first course structure. But I think, I guess you do make a, like, what what you say is very accurate in that we... Like our process is very much like one of us will kind of bring, you know, the bones, you know, the foundations of a tune and then together we do kind of rework it to make it, you know, like the full scope, the big picture of the whole 
you know, thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, on the new single, Remedies as well, I mean, it's it's over six minutes. So, you know, it's it's quite a journey to go on. The One of the sort of, I don't know the full lyric set, but the life is, ta- life is tapestry gets repeated quite a few times. Leah, do you want to tell me one of the big parts of this album that I was left with after listening to it cover to cover was that I was trying to think of if there's a sort of non-gender binding terminology for the word shaman, because, it, you know, there's, there's something very, very philosophical about the way that you pronounce the, the, your, your lyrics on this. Am I, am I sort of in line with this or am I, am I thinking too crazily? Tell me. That's, that's so nice <laughs> of you to think and to say. I guess, I guess, I guess so. Like, I mean, I, I write quite, um, yeah, like abstract, I guess, c- comes, comes to mind. So I think you're like, you know, your interpretation is obviously your own, but yeah, I can relate to that for sure. Yeah, it was, it was so interesting just to extend the point and I don't, won't labour it too much, but it was interesting to me to hear philosophy that wasn't merely about, you know, so much of the stuff that gets covered on this show is people who wrote songs five minutes ago about being lonely during lockdown or whatever, right? And that's fine. That's a valid perspective. Everyone's going through that. But these are like bigger questions that you seem to be conquering throughout this album. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess like I like to go, you know, very... I like to sink in very deep, I guess. And we have done that in the record. And I think a probably a big part of that is just reflected in, you know, just like our lives and my life in general. And like, you know, always asking questions and always asking bigger questions and deeper questions and trying to go like, you know, beyond the surface, which I guess is, yeah. I think one the of, other one thing of the things is, we like to do. The other thing is that like, we have like breakup songs on the album. It's just that Leah doesn't write like that, you know what I mean? And we, we have <laughs> songs about being lonely on the album, but like Leah just has a really unique way of like interpreting things. So a breakup might not be like, I'm so sad, poor me, I'm going to go and whatever. It's like it, she interprets it like, okay, how can I reflect this through myself? And that yeah. comes out being a whole different song. Like our song Reflections is, that's technically a, a breakup song, but you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever, but like it's, it, you can't super tell because it's more of a reflection on yourself in the lyrics. So I think it all really comes down to like Leah's funny brain and how she interprets things, which is beautiful. <laughs> You're not wrong there at all. It was interesting as well. I mean, you've got a song, a track on the album entitled Inner West Hustle. And I'm guessing that you guys uh, include yourself in that Inner West music scene, um, however it is you want to define it. But, you know, I have guests on this show every week and that, that, what that term is is getting harder and harder to define. But you guys certainly, even though, you know, geographically you sit amongst it, uh, thematically you sort of sit outside of it what you know what tell me about the part of the inner west music scene that you guys feel you slot into i don't know we i guess we all met in a scene because we, we all met at uni at, at like music uni and music universities already kind of have a scene built around them so everyone's going to each other's gigs and partying and whatever so that in itself is a scene but when you leave that scene 
when you when we left uni you know you do kind of have to find your own groundings um and our music is like so far outside of the um the norm you know obviously but luckily in sydney there are quite a few abstract kind of um uh abstract music a lot of abstract artists and and groups and you know usually a lot of sydney people move down to melbourne to get into that like you know crossover with jazz and pop and r&b and soul but there's a really strong like really strong r&b and hip-hop scene in sydney and i guess that's kind of where we fit in so a lot of great artists that we we've gigged with and we've collaborated with you know we we fit in with them i guess it's interesting because uh the the album has so many collaborations on it as well how do you work out that in the songwriting process you guys sort of have you know you you start with the bones of something and then you go oh yeah old matey that we had sunk a few skewies with at, at the manning bar last week might be might work on this tune how, how does that work i think well with like with the song it changes depending on the person i think and we our process is also constantly changing and evolving but i mean i think often we we kind of write a tune and then we're like oh it would be really cool if we could get this guy on this bit doing his thing and like having a moment, you know, and part and being a part of this tune, like disconnect, which is Kianosh is on that track. Like that tune we wrote like with the utmost intention of having him on it at the end. Whereas like the track with cool AD, that idea formed much, much later. And we were like, Oh, how are we going to kind of go about doing this track building it? And then they're like, oh, this guy would be perfect to do that. So I guess it kind of changed a little bit, but it's always a beautiful, you know, and really fun process, no matter who we kind of end up collaborating with. There seems to be, you know, one of my larger complaints about the state of, um, you know, early bands in 2021 is that a lot of albums come out and they don't have a coherent idea from start to end. It's a collection of tracks that people hope make Spotify playlists essentially, but this unquestionably has a, a concept or some sort of idea that flows from the start to the end. Do you want to illuminate me on, on what that concept might be and how you actually go about creating an album that is successful, successful in kind of coming across as one sort of cohesive piece of art? I'll just say a tiny little bit and then Yanni, you can take the ropes in this one, but I mean, I think the main sort of the main sort of themes, you know, for me on the album are, and the the whole concept, I guess, is really to do with healing. That's and like yeah, healing. That's like always been the biggest theme that has come to mind in the whole process of of making and creating this whole kind of thing for people. And that's yeah, a constant throughout from start to finish for me at least. And so I think, um, and, and through that, like kind of branching off that, I guess, you know, songs, so certain songs on the record obviously are about things that are more specific than that. But I think that is sort of like a main concept or the main theme throughout. And, and we wanted, you know, we wanted it to be 
that as well. Like that, that theme has been talked about throughout the process of, of creating the record. What do you think, Yanni? That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, the, when we were writing all the songs, I mean, there's like lyrical themes and there's like musical and, and sound themes. And I think throughout the whole record, we were, we were kind of basing it like lyrically. I mean, Leah wrote pretty much all the lyrics, but we were basing it pretty much all on healing. And then we're like, well, what are the actual sounds in the record, you know, that, that signify that healing. And I don't know, like, I honestly heard it. Like I wanted it because well, we did a lot of the, we did all the production ourselves. So I really wanted it to be as if you were stepping into like a rainforest or a jungle, you know, and you, you can see like the valley kind of going down and you're seeing all these, you know, all these things that, you know, kind of terrify you. And then at the end of this, the album, you, you come out of it fine, which is why we ended up with that song reaching, which is like, you know, and super like, I don't know, kind of almost joyous and just ends in a good place. You know what I mean? So I feel like healing is the, the overall concept of what we're doing and like, getting it to sound as if you were going on like a sound auditory journey through this kind of jungle. That's the theme, you know, that theme kind of ties in with this, like this whole journey of healing, you know? So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what we thought. I think that's great. I mean, the other thing is that you guys obviously plunge your heart and soul and have, control over the vast majority of things going on when it comes to what comes out of your stereo at, with the final product but you know I thought a really welcome addition was the the cover art as well you've done an incredible job with that and I just love to know how it is you came to that I mean it's obviously a pretty personal decision to put together all these songs and then go all right how on earth or who who is going to put together this artwork that sort of defines the catalog that's going to be on the record in the end who who created that our very dear friend um his his like socials tag is jazz muncher he's been like a really good friend of ours for for a while um, and he's always been like a very genuine and solid like supporter and and lover of what we've always been doing musically and so i think he he was kind of the perfect person to ask because I mean there was a, a fair bit of trial and error, but at the end of the day, like what he was kind of coming up with in his mind, we knew would kind of be the perfect representation for us, if that makes sense. And and he as well puts his heart and soul and love into everything that he creates. So yeah, it was, yeah, he was perfect for that. <laughs> Who else have you guys seen that, you know, we spoke a little bit about feeling a little bit not entirely deep in the, in this scene around here, let's say, but who are the other artists in Australia that you guys have got your eye on or you're tracking or hoping to tour with in the next couple of years? We, we're pretty big. We, I mean, we love Melbourne so much. Um, we love playing in Melbourne. We've only gone down there once, but it was like such a good vibe. So 
a lot of the bands in Melbourne were big fans of 3070. We're pretty big on them. Obviously, like Hiatus Cody, everyone's big on those on those guys. First Beige, they're great. They're from Brisbane. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lee, do you have anyone? <laughs> I mean, I, I was just going to agree with you. Like, the whole 3070 collective are, like, amazing. We love them. Um, and I love Alicia Joy and what she's doing as well. In her, in her own personal projects, in her collaborations and stuff. Um, I guess, like, I don't have too many people really to add to that in terms of, like, you know, a, a consistent kind of link or whatever to, like, the scene that we're, you know, trying to break into. It's interesting <laughs> that, you know, I've become, in the last year or so, become a huge fan of 3070 as well. And, and when you talk about the 3070 Collective, Look, I haven't spoken to any of them at length enough to justify this point, but it feels like now the collective is, in fact, the entire, you know, new jazz, future folk, funk movement across Australia. They've sort of picked up doing what they're doing and they're, and they're taking a lot of people along for the ride, which is just, it's so cool. It's so amazing. I mean, there's just so much freaking music that every one of that, that group seems to be releasing every single week. So. Mm. It's yeah. so cool and it's such an exciting time to be, you know, interested in that scene, right? Yeah, I think that's also what really pushed us to not do like the whole three-minute tracks that try and get Spotify playlisting, even though there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, all the music we, we really dug in, you know, when we were drinking beers at uni was like 3070 and um, just so much good music that doesn't necessarily fit into three minutes all the time, which is fine if it does, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just the music that we, we make together, you know, and um, those guys are just, and you know, everything that they're just amazing at doing that. You know, they're, they're ridiculous. Their, their production is amazing. Their playing is amazing. And they're there like specifically for the music you know it's it's very interesting i love hearing hearing that stuff that yeah geniuses yeah it's very cool i mean look i won't labor the point too much but um it, it's very cool i think even the uh i listen a lot to alicia joy's uh, worldwide fm radio show that she's doing as well and just those digital stations like worldwide fm and reform and and shout out to all those guys around the world is giving a platform to you know incredible artists like you guys who maybe you know there isn't a, an enormous collective of musicians doing this genre in this small town called we call yeah. sydney you know there's not there's, you know so to have a platform to express yourself in that is just incredible so it's it's awesome kiyoshi thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate your time it's been a joy to speak to you about the record. As I said, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. Can we expect that there's going to be some physical releases at some stage in the, the near future? Um, and grinned at me like they hate that question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many people ask that question. Right now, we're, it's, we're not sure. We're unsure. It could, it could be in the works. That's all that I can really say on the matter though i i think it once uh, we've lost all our money basically because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any gigs so like we can't really do anything we've and you know it's cost us so much to record an album so 
it's the first time that we've been like oh we we can't really do much we don't have any we have no gigs as this we you know we had a, a a tour kind of a you know we're about to start booking our tour obviously that got cancelled so yeah all this stuff costs money and at the moment we don't have any so hopefully in the future when when the borders open up and venues open back up we can um we can get some made but yeah it will be really really nice to do it in the future i think um so one day we'll just manifest the hell out of it (laughs) yeah there's no doubt i mean the 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 album is designed to have yeah some vinyl pressings which would be incredible but of course you know with such limited audiences on the horizon i guess probably for the rest of the year in all likelihood at this stage it's pretty pretty dire i'm sorry to say that sorry to end the interview with that leanne yani thank you so much to take us out today we're going to be playing your latest single off the record it's called remedies i would love if uh, one or both of you gave me a little introduction to that song please well remedies is well it was really it's a song really about you know healing the self i guess taking you know an experience and having a real allowance of fully feeling that experience and kind of yeah like learning that through through that allowance you know that's that's a massive self-healing journey and you know through healing yourself that kind of can be expanded on healing others as well yeah Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate your time today. I'll uh, get out of here and... um...